So good morning, everyone. So we're going to do something very different um, this morning. We've been, uh, I touched on, I think about two, three weeks ago, we touched on loving. Um, really, when Jesus left, he said, uh, go and make disciples, but also love. Uh, he said, the greatest commandment is this, that you love your God, Lord your God, but you also love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and love, which is actually a sacrificial thing. Jesus says um, that, that by this you would know love. That is the way that Jesus laid down his life. We should, in the same way, lay down our lives for one another. Um, and isn't that a, an amazing truth, but also a difficult one? Amen? No, only for me. Okay, that's fine. You guys are amazing. So, and then, and then, um, <laughs> Mike, thank you. There's the truth there, Michael. <laughs> um, and then two weeks later, we, we just spoke about how do we actively love one another. And, and one of those ways is through the area of hospitality. And the word actually meaning letting strangers, welcoming strangers, loving strangers in our homes. And uh, it was so cool for me to look on the comm groups, the home groups, um, the WhatsApp groups, to see that some of the guys actually, without anyone asking them, said, we're going to start with Fuel, which is an awesome series, uh, really creating a passion for, for God's word in our hearts. Um, but also, I saw the guys actually bringing and sharing, um, which, was, which was awesome. They brought food, just sort of sat, sat around the table. Um, I think Herman, Michaela, and them actually ate and watched the series, so you can do that as well. It's like watching Netflix and eating, <laughs> but, but in a Christian way. <laughs> and, so, and so that was great. I'm bummed that I missed the oxtail because they made oxtail. <laughs> so I was like, should I cancel my com for oxtail? <laughs> um, so that was cool. But really, um, and then we, we, we were hanging with Amanda and Theo a few nights ago. We made this small poikis. Uh, it's almost... I'm not a cook. I can't cook, but we now I had to make my own food with this um, flame here at the bottom, and so I did what any good guy does: just take all the meat, throw it in, and throw throw some jimmy sauce on top of it, and just wait for it. <laughs> and uh, and and it was really cool because Amanda even said to us, you know, it's like all these because there was a bunch of vegetables and meats and stuff, and uh, and Amanda said before, you know, this is like church, so we take the meat, we take the the different stuff, the different giftings, the different talents. Of different people, we throw it into one pot to make a nice meal, and uh, and really, I want to encourage us that loving one another is bringing each other into our homes, and 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 actually doing that, um, tasting of what each other, the different personalities, the different giftings, and really through that building relationship and encouraging one another. Um, I'm already going over what I want to do. It's not my preach. But I, I want to I touch this morning on a different way of how we can actively love one another. Um, and that's through the area of accountability. <laughs> now, some of you go, <laughs> no, and some of you go, what is that? <laughs> now, you know, my greatest growth as a Christian was through the area of accountability, through people, allowing people to actually speak into my life, to say, hey, I don't know any, everything, anything, <laughs> and I don't know anything when I was younger. I thought I didn't know everything, but I don't know. I'm, 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 not, uh, I'm struggling in this area, and I'm showing you my weakness. I'm showing you my vulnerability, and I'm trusting you 
that you will come and speak into this area and actually build me up. Because that's what we're called to do. We're not just called for one guy to stand here, preach a good preach, leave the building, and next Sunday we see one another again. No, we're actually called as believers to build one another up. I think it's Paul that says build one another up in, in, in one's most holy faith. To build one another up in the Christian walk. And that is through actually showing our weaknesses. And that is probably the, the, the thing that's the most difficult for us as humans to do. Because you want to act on the outside. And I, I'm like that many times. I'm still growing. Is I know everything. Or I'm fine. You don't have to worry. Don't come into my house and see the chaos. It's fine. It looks nice. The white picket fence on the outside. But when you walk in, it's chaos. The parents go, yes, <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> I have to pick up Jamie's toys the whole time. But in my life, and you know when you, when you extend trust to someone and they speak into your life, you're actually telling them, I love you because I trust you. And them encouraging you and building you up is a way of them saying, I love you. Therefore, I'll give myself to you. There's a scripture that says, Devote yourself to one another. Devote yourself to one another. Give yourselves to one another. This life that you are living is not for you and you alone, but it's for the person next to you. It's devotion. And, and, and even, you know, I was standing and I was listening to all the words about addictions and, and going through difficult things and difficult times and, and this thing and this thing and this thing and people are facing this. You know where the, break, the, the greatest breakthrough is, and I can testify about this, is in community, in family. In family is where you will find the greatest breakthrough in you, which you are struggling with. But the catch here is that you have to open up your heart and your life to receive from people, to speak into it. Now I know, and I'm picking this up, so this is probably the Lord, that some of you might go, but I've been hurt by someone. I've opened myself up once, and I've been hurt. They've let me down. I've been alone. I've said this. They, they said stuff, told me to do stuff, and it went haywire, and they left me. And I want to say that you know, Jesus is a great example of this, that the disciple that followed him, that walked with him, that was close to him, in the end turned against him and said, I don't know you. And so Jesus says, the writer of Hebrews says that we have a high priest that can sympathize, that, can, that knows what we're going through, that went through our, our trials, went through time difficult things. And I want to say this, that Jesus forgave, even us turning against him. And I want to encourage you today that because you got hurt once, doesn't mean necessarily it will happen again. It might. I got hurt many times. But Jesus' model, God's model, is for us to trust one another, to reach out to one another. Just because you bump your, or you, of your Porsche. You don't throw your Porsche away. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm joking. I mean, doesn't have a Porsche. But on, in whatever car, you don't throw the car away. Who does that? No one, because it's a lot of money. <laughs> no. You just learn to not do it like that again. 
But even that, I want to say, don't put your guards up and say, I'm going to close up myself. Because God's heart is for us to know one another, to speak into one another's life, to live lives accountable where I tell you my weakness and you can speak into that area. That is God's heart. And sometimes people do dumb things. But don't let that take away from you trusting again and opening up your heart. Does that make sense? I didn't plan that. So maybe I'm just something I pick up. We need to trust. We need to forgive. We need to forgive those who've hurt us in the past and not go, I'm never going to do this again. This is why people throw away church and say, I don't trust the church. No, no, no. God's plan, God's heart, God's purpose for us is this vehicle, the church. And he wants us to be closely knitted so that together, not just one person, together we can build one another up, encourage one another, and get ready for when Jesus comes, get each other ready for when Jesus comes again. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't prepping this, but I, I want to encourage you. Open up your heart. Don't let hurt stop you from that. Billy, are you serious about it? I'm looking at you. <laughs> you want to open quickly? Yeah, yes. Last evening I just read a scripture and said, Lord, what's in your heart for this morning? And I wasn't actually aware of the message this morning. And I read that part in John 21 where Jesus um, asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? <laughs> and I'm sure... The third time that he asked that question, Peter must have thought, a few days ago, I actually turned my back on Jesus. <laughs> I denied him three times. And still, Jesus trusted him. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I think as we look at one another, um, sometimes we can set the standard very high that you don't trust people. Um, easily disappointed. Yet Jesus, Jesus chose an imperfect Peter and he said, I will do my perfect work through a broken vessel. Yes, that's good. So God wants to use you. I want you to hear this today, that for you as an individual, God wants to use for a bigger purpose. And I want to jump in with that faith message that do we still have faith that God wants to use you? You know, loving is not getting something in return. Loving is even if I don't. Now, Jesus died on the cross and many still reject him. But it didn't stop him from dying and loving us. Thanks, Michael. That's very encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to quickly, so we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to do some testimonies. I don't want to go on for too long. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can take anything out of my notes that I actually prepared. But So why do we live accountable lives? Why? Why do I want to go, here's my life, here's my marriage, here's my kids, here's my finances, here's my relationships. Why, why, why do we want to open that up? Why do we want to ask people to speak into them and show us if there's anything 
that, do, that, that doesn't glorify Christ. So I want to I turn us turn, turn to the scripture here, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 to 13. So Paul writes this, he says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. The church is built upon the foundation and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your life, when you become a Christian, is built upon the foundation and the revelation and the work of Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this, and this is what we do, we're building upon this, a foundation using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to, a, to, to light. This is the end day when, when we stand before Christ. That day, it will, be, it will come to light. It will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each man's work. And so, we live accountable lives to one another. Because as we, in our personal walk with Jesus, build upon this revelation, this work of Christ. And we build, we get married, we have kids, we do finances, we date, whatever. Whatever we how we build our lives around the person of Jesus. If we build wrong with things that, that's man-made, if I look at all those things that is man-made, if we build it wrongly, one day we will stand before him and it will be tested with fire. And what was not built according to his commandments, his ways, his will, if it was not built that way, it will not stand the fire. It will not stand. That's why we live accountable lives. It's because we want to build our lives well. We want to build well. I'm going to give you an example. This is, this is so amazing. This is Paul writing here, Galatians 2 verse 1 to 2. And he says, Then after 14 years... I went up again to Jerusalem, says Paul, this time with Barnabas. I took Titus along also. I went in response, listen to this, I went in response to a revelation, all right, and set before them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. But I did this privately to those who seemed to be leaders for fear that I was running or had run my race in vain. Just hold that there, Gino. Paul, the apostle who wrote most of the New Testament, all right? The one who Jesus appeared to, the one who Jesus commissioned, the one who planted churches, the one who had a vision that he wasn't even allowed to speak about. That Paul received the revelation, was doing the work of the ministry, preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, and that Paul was accountable. That Paul went to the leaders and said, let me lay this revelation. Let me lay this, what I'm doing, what I'm building before you. Show me if this is according to Christ, if, this is, if I'm building right. Because if I'm not building right, and this is, he says, for a fear that I was running or had run my race in vain. Paul didn't want to come to the end of his life standing before Jesus and Jesus said, you built wrong, 
you ran your race in vain. Not one of us wants to reach that place where we stand before Christ one day, we show our lives, Jesus, Jesus, we will be judged, all right, but we'll be judged in Christ, but our works, that our works will not be burned up in fire. I want to submit to you, if Paul, the apostle that wrote most of the New Testament, who Jesus appeared to, if he was accountable and laid this before the leaders, before others, how much more should we not be accountable? I mean, he says a revelation, you know, I, I, and, I, and I don't want to go against this, but I've heard guys have come to me and said, I received a revelation. Bro, I need to do this. <laughs> and I go, okay, let's, let's uh, where two or more agrees upon something, witness about something. And then we go and we, we pray about this, the elders meet about it, meets, and we speak about it, and we go, ah, you know, the Bible says we all see in part. I think you saw a little bit wrong. And then someone, it was the angel of the Lord that appeared to me. But we can make mistakes. We're human. We, 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 if he says we hear in part, then you hear in part. So how much more should we not be accountable? And it comes down to this thing. I feel like the God, is, uh, God is, has, has, has highlighted this one thing to me, that we need to trust those around you. We need to trust our leaders. We need to trust that the person speaking into my life is not doing it for their own gain and their self-pity. Love believes the best. No, you want me to build my life well. And therefore, you love me so much to tell me that this is not right. So accountability is to make sure that, and I want you to live accountable lives so that when we present you before Jesus one day, that what you have built was not in vain, that the, 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 the race you have ran was not in vain, but that you've built well, that you've built well according to his words, according to his commandments. We all have blind spots. <laughs> you know, I was in a, I was in a, when, way, way back, and when Ross was still here, we had a time of ministry, I can't remember why, but I was sitting there and everyone was sitting around me and praying for me and then prophesying over me. And I brought up something specifically, I can't remember what it was, I, re I wish I knew, I remember. But I tell you, for the next 30 to 40 minutes, I fought them and said, guys, you are missing it. <laughs> you are wrong. This is not right. And I tried to justify myself and I fight and I'm like, you're missing it. You're missing it. After 40 minutes, something went. And I went, oh, yes. <laughs> I see it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you that you love me so much that you would show me this blind spot. Now the work starts now they have to come alongside me and help me to walk this out and that was great it was amazing and I could build really God does amazing things he transforms us he's busy in our lives he works through the Holy Spirit we get saved but this process of sanctification becoming like Jesus himself you know the Bible says that the Father desires us to be like Him. In 1 John it says, when we see Him, we shall be like Him. 
And so, and so, see, I've been reading one John fuel hashtag. Um, so, so, so in this process, yes, the Holy Spirit convicts, but God has placed us together to help one another in this process of becoming like Jesus, building our lives well. And that is because, and that's why we need to be accountable to one another because we will stand account. We will give account for our lives one day. You know those tattoos and those Facebook slogans? Only God can judge me. That is a fearful and trembling thing that you don't want to listen to others because only God will judge you. I don't want to stand before God and say, okay, now you can judge me because I didn't listen to these guys. <laughs> and then figure out that I should have listened. And uncorrect box law. I'm not breaking open the book of Revelation, so don't listen to my eschatology. But um, I'm just saying the end times view. But how are we building? How are we building our marriages? How are we raising our kids? How are we making decisions in life? Our finances, in our jobs, our relationships with one another, our character, our blind spots, leadership, what you have on your life. Leaders, I want to tell you today, I want to say this to you, in love and because I know that God has called you to be leader, that I will and the elders will come and we will help you. And sometimes it's not going to be nice. But we want you to grow into the leader that God has called you to be. And as a leaders, we have a high calling. And therefore, this is serious for me. Because if you're called to lead God's people, then I'm going to come alongside. And I'm going to say, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. Don't do it that way again. Maybe do it this way. That's how I grew into the leader that I am today. And I'm not perfect, guys. I'm, I'm messed up. Like, for example... The communion last week. <laughs> I should have taken more time and explained it, but because of my r rush in the moment and excitement, I missed it. And people come and they help me. Just do it better next time. And I'm going to be vulnerable and say, I'm a young guy. <laughs> I'm going to learn. But as leaders, we're going to come alongside you. Amen. So I have testimonies that I took too long. Can the guys and the girls come to the front quickly with their testimonies? I think I said five minutes. You can come. Eh? Don't be scared to come to the front. And maybe just sit here on this side, please. <laughs> we shall. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to speak about accountability. But I've asked, I've asked some guys and girls, if they have anything that they can share that actually walking it out, this thing. And I want, I want you to, I, I, I'm asking you to listen this morning to the stories and be, account, and be encouraged that that brought life into their lives. And that this is a God thing. So I'm going to start with my wife because she asked me to start with her. <laughs> Good morning. Um, so, yeah, my testimony is about children. Um, after Jamie was born, it was just a few days, and then I realized we don't know what we're doing. Um, so I was very open to input from all the ladies around me in church. 
um, and he was just a few days old when I struggled with breastfeeding. And I'm French, I phoned one of my friends in PM and he's just, just come over, please just help. Um, and I had to be very vulnerable and um, led her into the chaos <laughs> of life at that moment. And um, yeah, it was, it, it just helped so much. And um, a little while after that, we um, came onto eldership in the PM congregation um, and he was still a baby. And we had to obviously go to a lot of meetings and um, elders meetings and uh, church events and stuff. And um, I was, it was quite challenging for me taking a baby out at night. Um, I'm stressing about like feedings and sleep and all that. And um, Steve Corkill that leads um, PM, he would just <laughs> encourage us or more me and just say, no, Nadine needs to be there with the baby. <laughs> and I, I was like, yo, this is difficult. Um, yeah, and he just told us, you guys need to set an example for those coming after you. And um, yeah, he would just encourage us and we just decided we're going to trust him. We're just doing what he says we need to do. And I just went out and every time I'm like, oh, he's okay. <laughs> he's sleeping. It's fine. And um, after that season, when I look back, I was so thankful um, for Steve like pushing me a bit. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't have um, stepped out of my comfort zone. Um, so yeah, that I was thankful actually for that. Um, and then I struggled with Jamie with sleeping, <laughs> sleeping during the day and at night. He woke up a lot of times. So I decided I need to do sleep training with him. And I just asked um, two ladies that I know. And I could see, I looked at their children and I looked at their lives and I could see the fruit in their lives and I knew they did something right. So we send a lot of voice notes and I'm like, how did you do this with your child? How did you get your child to sleep through the night? And yeah, and I just applied those things and um, it worked. And I was like, wow, okay, I have my life back again. <laughs> and um, no, 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 the good part, the good, the good part's still coming. And then, um, and then I struggled with Jamie sitting still in church and like listening to me and stuff like that. And Irina actually offered to come to my house and help me like train him um, on the carpet and just obeying my voice. And she actually came over, sat on my couch and watched me train him and gave me advice. And <laughs> yeah, he likes the attention. Um, and that meant so much to me that she took time out of her day to come and help me. And, um, and she had so much knowledge in this area that I could use. Um, and I realized that people really want to help you. Um, and some people, they've been through stuff before. Um, and some people are just gifted in certain areas, like Irina with training children. She just knows how to do it. Um, and it's great to open your lives up to, those, to that input, whatever it is that you might need. Um, and the other thing I just want to say is not to just sit back and think people will come to you and speak into your life, but actually ask and be vulnerable and say, um, I need help in this area. It's actually your responsibility to go to someone and say, please um, speak into my life. What do you see? What can I do better? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said to someone this morning, the, 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 the most amazing thing that brings joy to my heart is how much 
Jamie loves church. It's, it's crazy. And, and, and how we've allowed people around us to mold and shape him as well and correct us when we're not doing it well. And he's doing, I mean, he's sitting in a service and uh, I'll head down to my wife. So like Nadine said, ask. Don't always wait. We need to reach out and show our weaknesses. So I'm going to add in Alicia about marriage. That'd be cool. Okay. Just very quickly, um, God made a covenant when man and woman became one. So that was actually the first thing, and he wanted it to be pure. And the amazing thing is actually when we start in marriage, we start living f- to die for each other because you're in love. They talk about the opposite cares, you can't wait to see each other. It's amazing. But that diecast, I don't know how that happens. But then it gets to the stage where you start actually doing the opposite, where you're dying to actually live for your own selfish ambitions. And something goes wrong in the process. You start missing each other. Um, and it's a, it's a weird concept because you don't think it could ever happen to you because it never, never. I mean, look at this beautiful wife. I mean, how could you ever think that? The amazing thing is that actually sometimes my beautiful wife brings the worst out inside of me. I mean, like, how is that possible? I mean, is that, look at that face, like an angel. Um, but it happens. And I went and suddenly realized that actually that I said, okay, I was immature, so I went to my parents because who else? I went to them and said, she is doing this wrong. I felt like Adam going, like, the wife you gave me, she picked the apple. Um, and I started pointing at, to my parents, and I made a mistake. And I want to warn you guys, don't go and do that, because I'm not accountable to my parents in my marriage. My mom and dad held on to that. And then I went to Steve and Kathy Corkle, and we said, listen, give us help, because right now I've turned from actually standing back to back and protecting her. Because, you know, in Ephesians 6, we talk about the spiritual armors in the front. There's nothing on your back. That's because when two become one, you stand back to back and you protect each other. As soon as you start turning and facing each other, you start fighting the person that God put in your life to protect you. And I went to, to Steve and we were able to resolve it. My mom and my dad never resolved it. And they actually held a grudge against Alicia. And I went, oh, and they kept, mom kept kind of like stabbing and saying, well, she should be doing this, she should be doing that. And I always started fueling stuff in me. And I realized I made a mistake. I didn't need to go and share with them. So be careful who you open up with. People that actually want the best for you to bring the worst, well, to bring the best out of you, not the worst. Um, and I think that the important thing is actually for, for a marriage to work, and, and listen, it's a work in progress, um, we're all going through, is we need to have role models, role models to help us get to where God wants us to be. And the best role model is actually Jesus because he actually laid down his life for us. My wife keeps saying to me, lay down your life. And I'm going, ha, do you know what's the most difficult thing to lay down your own life? and your ambitions and rest for someone else. But when you're in love, you can do it so easy. You'll give up everything to spend time with that person. We need to learn to do that daily. And that's yeah, my quick thing on, on marriage is that I did do things wrong, but I still learn to be accountable actually helps us to go ahead and actually get the example set. Hello. Well, I was going to share a little bit on about just actually bouncing off what Nadine said, how I had a wall up when I had my first child, Seth, I got four. I was like, no one is coming into my house and bringing me food because this is just like they just want to check out my baby and just come into my world. And I had my wall up and I was like, no. And then woman came around me and said, you know what, you actually need to open up your home and be vulnerable and we want to bless you. So the next one came along and I said, okay, come. And it was just such a time of them coming in, praying with me, 
loving me and it was just like family and it built such um, relationship, you know, and the thing is so often we can put the wedge between people and us by our own insecurities and also with taking my children out, I'm like I will never disrupt their routine, I will never, you know, and then through that, sometimes your cliff face is the very area that God wants you to break through because you will be ministering to women in that area and I know that I've helped people through taking their children out and sleep training and 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 because I was able to break through so often we've got to lay down ourselves and say okay what is kingdom living and by being open and vulnerable and and now my children say mom who's coming over tonight and I'm like, oh, and if no one is, like, but why? Because I've built within them kingdom living. I was here every week rocking the baby. I think it's more a FOMO than anything else. But it was this place of like, sometimes you don't listen to a word that gets said. And you're like, why? But the Holy Spirit um, is building up and, yeah, encouraging us as we go along this road. And, yeah, just encouraging you to be open and accountable. And, and just like, where you where you battling, you know, I've had women sitting with me and praying with me and snorting trana and crying and afterwards you just build such fellowship with each other, so yeah, that's really good I, w- I want to thanks guys <laughs> we can make a fake entry <laughs> I want to encourage you is that is there's a few things there is, is one, when we're vulnerable and we allow each other to speak, we speak into each other's lives, we grow together we get knitted together um, and and I remember in our, even in our marriage, in the beginning, we had, like, from honeymoon, we had just, we were just fighting, like, I don't know why. <laughs> it was so different. But, and then when we had a fight, and somebody would come to our house or we would drive to someone's house, I would go, like, I didn't put up a smile. I went, like, we just had a fight. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> and they were, like, oh, we're just going to chill. Now we need to minister. <laughs> and an hour, hour and a half, I remember, like, because Nadine wanted a new wallet the one day. And I said, no. <laughs> and then insecurities came up. And then we just had this thing. And we went to Jared and Britley's house. And still to today, the stuff they said helps us in our marriage even today. So not just to come in and now we have to be entertained in each other's homes. But that we will live open and vulnerable lives. So that people can speak and people can pray with us. Um, and even with our kids even with our kids, to allow people. Don't let that become the golden calf in our lives, eh? Don't touch my kids. Let the family around. This is where we did the dedication this morning. Not just because it's something that we need to do and tick a box. We're saying, hey, family, church, help us. We need your help to train our kids well and in the way of the Lord. Business. Okay, there it goes. Okay, um, hi, hello. That's, I'm good, I'm good. So, um, about business, I don't think I was big on accountability um, before we started coming to church. Um, I didn't really trust a lot of people. I think it's not just the way I grew up and how life worked out. And um, so, I never really opened up. And once I started coming here to church, um, you know, people started speaking into my life. And I had to open up about stuff and then with that like Francois said I just realized that I was starting to grow spiritually I was really starting to grow and then um, yeah he asked me to give a little testimony about my business and how it came to be and the accountability from that so last year October 
um, I worked for quite a big company, um, and the business closed down, a couple of reasons why. And then I was at a cross path of, um, what am I going to do now? And I was in a privileged place where I could go to some of my leaders and really speak to them about it. And not about the situation, what's happening, but about my fears, you know, about the future. And, um, and what happened was a couple of days after the business closed down, some guys from Joburg phoned me, they offered me a, a good job above average salary and, and, and. And when I spoke to one of my leaders, he said, no, it's not from the Lord. And I was like, what do you mean it's not from the Lord? It's like, <laughs> you know, I'm made if I take this job. And then he said, listen, we'll go pray about it, but I don't think it's from the Lord. And I left it for a week or two or three. The guys flew down to come and see me, and they upped the offer, and I went to the leader, and I said, listen, yeah. So they upped the offer, um, and he said, no, he doesn't think it's from the Lord. And I'm like, you better start hearing from the Lord, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is from the Lord. Um, but then I started like speaking to some of my other leaders as well, and, and they all were basically of the same opinion that they do not think it's from the Lord. And they upped the offer again, this big carrot, and then they actually sent me the contract in a couple of days before I needed to sign the contract. Or actually before I started, a week before I actually had to start the job, um, I declined the offer. And my leader said, listen here, so we believe you should just go on, start your own business and carry on with that. And, um, and then I realized, you know what? Leaders ain't perfect, but, but they aren't. I mean, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. But if I heed to my leaders and to their words, even if they make a mistake, the Lord will honor me for my obedience. And I took that and then started my own business. And it's still not easy. You know, there's up and downs in it, but the Lord blessed me with so much time, so much peace, actually, um, that everything is just better. So the way I see accountability is that it's just a hand-in-hand -hand thing with your Christian walk, with Christian life. If we need to open up lives, if we need to be part of each other, it's just something that we cannot just put aside and not do that. So, yeah. <laughs> I've even got a little timer for myself here. Um, it's my accountability partner. Anyway. Um, so many years ago, I don't know how many years ago, 8, 10, 12, I don't know. I was um, full-time on staff in Cape Town at Josh Jen, involved but primarily in worship. And I'd just come back from a, a worship conference on the Isle of Man at Living Hope Church. And we had gone over to help with the conference and worship training. And while I was there, they approached me, Jonathan Stanfield and some of the guys on that side. And it said to me, wouldn't I be interested in moving over to the Isle of Man for a couple of months and then just working within their worship teams. And of course, I fell in love with the island. I wouldn't want to live there permanently. It's very cold, but I fell in love with the place. And of course, I thought this, we always speak about the door. This is the door, you know, the golden door. And, um, but I had learned my whole life. I'm not going to go to the people that's going to give me the answers I want to hear. I'm going to go to the ones that I walk with, that I trust and, I've, and, have, and know me. And at that stage, I was walking with a couple, Ryan and Lilani Kingsley, and we had many hours around their dining room table of working through things, and they knew me very well, and I, I, I sort of told them this is what's happened. Being on full-time staff, it is pretty easy to go over because it would just kind of carry on. It was within the 412 partnership of churches. 
And Ryan said to me, well, he thinks it is a great idea. So let's see, let's keep praying, let's take it to a few other leaders. Being on staff, we took it to one of the elders that kind of handles um, the staff members. He felt like it was a good idea. So we had run it actually through a couple of people. And so, of course, I'm getting all very excited. And then they said to me, but they feel the last person they want to run it past is Andrew Selly. Um, he obviously did at that stage, 412 was a lot smaller. So he kind of made some of the decisions for the 412 churches. So I thought, obviously, now all these guys have said they... They, this looks good, you know, of course, Andrew's going to agree, and so took it to Andrew, and I actually remember clearly, I was sitting on the carpet waiting for the phone call, but I had made a decision in my heart, whatever Andrew says, I will trust it, and I will follow it, and I remember getting the phone call, and his words were, Michelle, we feel, I feel, I've been praying about it, that it's not a good idea to go, you need to be in family, that was it, and I did cry for a few minutes, let's all be honest, I was very disappointed, but a few, of, a few things within that is, first I was confused, I was in family, I was in an amazing community, some of you know Nadine Bardenhorst, slotted into community, staff on Josh Jen, family, I was very slotted into family, so it didn't make sense to me, because I thought, I'm in family, why am I going to need family? But I knew I'd made a decision to trust my leaders. Because I also know God is God. If it's God, it will happen, maybe later. So, but then I also know with Andrew specifically, I know he's got an apostolic, he, he flows in the apostolic, he's an apostolic leader, which often means they see things within the broader spectrum that we don't see. And he's prophetic on top of that. So I knew he's maybe seeing something that makes absolutely no sense to me. But I trusted. And what was beautiful is even Ryan and the elders said, we submit under him. Which is actually beautiful how the elders even submit within, you know, the, the area of Josh Jen. So anyway, I phoned Isle of Man, cancelled. Not even a month to six weeks later, I'd been struggling with a neck problem for about two years. And I started, all of a sudden, I'd be playing keys and my arms would collapse under me. And I started losing use of my arms had to go for an MRI scan and it came out that one of my discs had slipped and was actually cutting, starting to cut into my spinal cord and I had to go for surgery, which means I had to move into one of the eldership couple's home for nine weeks because I couldn't really use my arms for about eight or nine weeks and I needed a family to look after me through that surgery. Who would have even known that was going to happen? So I just realized within accountability, Build relationship with someone so that when those life decisions come up, they know you. They know how you think. They know your blind spots. They know how you tick. And trust them. Trust God in them because God has placed them there. And God's will will come to pass. And the leaders love you. So I just made a decision. Whatever they said, I was going to respect it, honor it, and trust it because it's safety for me. And who would have known if I had been on the Isle of Man I wouldn't have had the, the couple that I could move into and who could have really looked after me in that season. Uh, I want to I just touch on something that Michelle said, the golden door, <laughs> like the golden cough. I've heard this many times, but I prayed for this and now this door opened. The devil also hears your prayers. This is like, I've seen this many times, hope happen. 
the door, but the, but the, God will lead you. When that door opens, are we accountable to ask those around us, our leaders, our community leaders, to pray with us whether that is actually a door from God? You know, for me, for me, I, I wanted to be in ministry all my life. I studied it. I studied for three years, got my bachelor's, and then all of a sudden I had to just work in a coffee shop, in a bookshop, in for my squinpaw, <laughs> drive around. So I just spoke to someone f- for five years, 1,800 kilometers a week. I was much. And I remember I was doing worship at a wedding the one day, and somebody saw me, and they offered me ministry. Not here, not in Josh Chain, there, in the North Gap or somewhere. <laughs> and it looked, I'm like, well, nobody in Josh Chain is seeing me. So I'm not going to ever walk into it. But everyone around me knew, and I knew that this is not God. This is not God. God wants me to be here. And His will, His will, will <laughs> come to pass. And today I'm actually walking in that because I was obedient. And God has called me here, not there. And so in our life decisions and choices, do we trust our leaders and those around us to pray with us to know, is this God or is this not God? Because that's accountability. We don't just live for ourselves. We give our lives to one another as well. Hi, everyone. My name is Matthew. That's my beautiful wife, Agnetha. Uh, we're actually from Johannesburg. we now living in Musselby for like two, almost two years. Uh, so our journey and accountability, when we moved here, like the first Sunday when I came to Josh Chin, like there was such an amazing, I felt so amazing. I didn't know what it was at the time, but as time went, I, I, the, the elders and my calm leader told me that he has the Holy Spirit. Like I, was, I can remember I was sitting there where, where is, yeah, they're right in the middle there where the popular is. And my, the, my tears was just rolling. So my wife told me, no, this, you are feeling what I felt last week. Because I was, I was working at uh, the company in four by, so I never used to get a lot of days off. So I just got a Sunday off. So then when we spoke to the guys after church, they told us that, no, you guys need to join a com and then we join join the com and after the com we were like the people there just gave us lots of love we felt encouraged we didn't know anyone here so okay i'm skipping now when we moved here we did i didn't have a job we didn't have any place to live we were we lived in shelters we lived in people's in people's rooms and like it was really difficult when I started to work and then I got, a, I was a casual and then I got paid 1,500 rand per week. And my rent was 1,800. So then every week it was like, I had to cut off, I had to cut off. My daughter started to go to school, I had to pay uh, transport fees. So it was really tough. Few few months down the line, they made me, gave me a contract, a six month contract. I started to earn a bit more. I got saved. I got baptized. Uh, I went for my deliverance. After that, every every window, every door just opened up. 
like because I found freedom and it was like everything that was on me just fell off. God just opened so many doors for me. There's lots of people here that know what we went through. And yeah, let me just but just cool down the Hello everyone. So um his God has really been he really blessed us, you know, he's so amazing. Um the family that he placed us in um, they really walked this journey with us. We were in a bit of trouble because of the mistakes that we've made when we came here. And when my husband opened up to our com leader, um, you know, it was a bit hectic. And our com leader then, you know, he carried that burden with us, um, him and his wife. And they got us someone to help us through that journey. Um, we were really broken when we left. Johannesburg because we've been hurt and we never we weren't accountable for the lives that we lived and it was just by divine intervention that we came from Johannesburg to Mossel Bay just with our bags and we just left everything behind because we knew that living the life we lived um, would obviously end up in death you know spiritual death and then probably eventually physical death and we then came here and, you know, we felt so, we felt loved. I was still pregnant with Israel and um, my com leader then organized me a baby shower. And it's just like what God has done in our lives. It was the, the freedom we found in love and loving him and him loving us and the family that he put us in, the way they loved us and he helped us and it really just where we are today, it's just all because of God and because we've been obedient and um, we are accountable for the life that we live now. And also our com leaders, they were, I don't know, is it right to say they were also accountable for the life that we were living. So we needed to really take responsibility and prove that, yes, God, the second chance, maybe he's given us many chances in the past, but this second chance that we realize now we need to make the most of it for the kingdom sharpening our weapons which is our kids for the kingdom and just showing them that the way to go is just to live with christ in our lives and for god thank you just stand, just stay. on i just feel god wants to honor you guys <laughs> yes man i I think I, so I didn't walk as closely as uh, your com leaders. I don't know if let's, uh, Mrs. What? Mr. Humble and Mrs. Humble. Mr. Humble and Mrs. So that's Michael and Lisa. Sorry, you just lost some rewards there in heaven, but it's okay. Um, but I want to, I feel God wants to honor you, and I want to honor you guys because I know where you guys come from, the circumstances, the things you went through. And how you guys just went with Michael and Lisa. Here is our lives. It's a mess. Help us. Is it, is it too much that I said that? But, 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 it's, but, but really, and I mean, even, even with your, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but even with your finances, we, we sat, he brought, we sat there, we looked at it, we saw how can we help this couple. Even when they wanted to move house because the other house wasn't, wasn't a nice house, they wanted to move to another one. 
he phoned Michael. Michael phoned me and said, what? <laughs> and Michael felt one thing and I felt another thing. And, but in God, we felt this is right. But they were open about their lives. And I, I see the freedom in your life. I see just the encouragement that you guys are. And, um, and really, get to know them. Get to know their story because their, their life is a testimony to many. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> Mr. Humble, two minutes. Cool. Francis just asked me just to share on uh, our blind uh, our, our blind spots. And so we all have blind spots. Um, we can't see the full picture in anything really. And we have our own prejudices and bias. And we all think we don't have blind spots. But um, I remember once it was, it was at work. And so, you know, you spend eight hours, nine hours at work. And, you know, you only spend a couple of hours at home with church people. And so... I, w- I always think to myself, if you guys have any, if, if you guys see, if you guys want to know something about me, go ask my wife and go ask my work, my boss, because they're going to tell you the truth about me, because they spend the most time with me, and so I remember that once uh, I was working, and, and luckily my boss is, he's one of the elders in PM, so he wants to grow, he wants to grow me, and I can't really hide, I can't hide from church people, because you guys see me in my home, uh, uh, you guys see me at church, you guys see me at work, and so, like, I know sometimes at work, we, we sometimes different people, but we can't be like that. This is the kingdom. And so I remember the once uh, he told me, Michael, you've been selfish. And I'm like, selfish? I'm probably the most selfless person around you. Like, come on. Like, I serve my wife. I serve my com. Like, what are you on about? And he's like, no, you're selfish. And I, I remember I, I sat down and they had, me, they had a meeting. Uh, it was uh, Ben and Carmen. And they said, Michael, you're selfish. And I'm like, what do you guys mean? And I was getting angry because I'm like, this is impossible. And he says, Ben says, you think your work is more important than Carmen's? Or you think your work is more important than mine, Michael? And I said, that's, you're lying. <laughs> like, you're lying. You're lying to me. You're absolutely, like, uh, like no ways. And they, they sat for about, I think it, we wrestled through this for like two months. Yeah, two months. I, I, yes, I, so I kept on saying, no, this can't be true. And then. Eventually, like, we had a big sit-down, and Ben Ben was actually praying and reading his Bible more than he would ever, because he says, you've, you've caused me to read my Bible more, because I need to help you <laughs> see this thing. And eventually, I saw, I would overstep, I would step over people, because I was like, this, this needs to get done, we're going to do it now, this is a priority. And that's not how team works. I wasn't functioning in my role properly for my team, I wasn't helping them, and actually, I was being selfish. And I finally saw it and I realized I'm not reflecting Jesus well to the people working with me. I'm actually reflecting him really poorly because Jesus was selfless. Jesus didn't think about me. He thought about we, us. And I wasn't thinking about my team. And so it called, it, so, and I, and, and I was humble. I was very humble. I really thought I know better. I thought I was like, yes, I'm, I'm not selfish, but I was. And it took that. It took, took. My whole team convinced me, saying, Michael, you are super selfish in these areas. And eventually I saw it and my eyes were open. And I and I'm, I'm, I'm trust that I'm the better for it. And I have those tendencies toward work. But I, I try and overcome that. Because why? Because Jesus wants me to be like him. And Jesus wasn't like. And I want to reflect Christ as much as I can. Amen. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yes. And so, iron sharpens iron. And that's what we're here for. Sometimes we go, I'm offended. I want to run away. This person doesn't like me. Hey, 
God is working something out of us to make us more like Jesus. And, 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 and I really, are you guys encouraged after this? This is like, I go, yo, this is real life examples. And I'm sure there's many here. Um, and we can go on for long. But there's a blessing. There's life. And this is God's plan in this. And I think our response should actually, nothing I know, I want our, our response to be, I want this. I want this. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, I'm going to have to show you my weaknesses because that's actually what you're going to have to do. Go to some, this is my weakness. I'm struggling here. Help me. But it's an active thing that we need to do so that we can grow, so we can mature. We're not called to just be babies, to change nappies. We need to grow and mature in Jesus and become more like him. So our response should be, I want this. I want, I want to show you my weaknesses. How, who's feeling like that? <laughs> I want to show you my weaknesses. I want you to help me in this area. I want you to help me make this decision that I have to make. And we can ask the question. We can go to someone. What are you seeing in my life? Speak into my life. Please, I've done that many times. Speak. Please speak openly. What are you seeing? What is not reflecting Christ well? What areas? My marriage is my children. Is these areas? Am I building well? Am I building right? Or am I missing it? Please show me. And but I want to say this. Accountability is always, always done in love. I want to end with this scripture, Romans 12, verse 9 to 13. We read it last week, but I want to read this again. It says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Here it is. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love or sisterly. <laughs> but be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual. Thank you. Serving the Lord. My English is better than last week. My, we were driving back. My wife's like, what were you saying? <laughs> it was horrible. I'm like, yes, it's one of those days. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. May we be devoted devoted, giving ourselves to one another, accountable, speak in, let me speak into your life. Love believes the best. We're not out here to get you. We're out here to love you. That's just, you can put that as your Facebook <laughs> status. <laughs> All right.